shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the windigo You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature Welcome to a Valentine's Day episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am his co-host, Mel Heflin. And tonight we are talking about My Bloody Valentine, which is the title of uh, the episode, but also the title of a movie that one of the actors has starred in as well, the remake from 2009, which I think was around the same time as this episode almost, which is just a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, February 11th, 2010. And as of recording this right now, um, a lot of people are um, like tweeting at James Gunn constantly to cast Jensen Ackles as the upcoming Brave and the Batman, the Brave and the Bold Batman. I'm so down. A lot of people are like, you know, Jensen Ackles should play Batman in the Batman Brave and the Bold movie, which is currently in development from James Gunn's new DCU um, production of films. You know, Superman Legacy, Superman, Superwoman, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing horror movie, a Booster Gold TV series, um, Lanterns, which is going to be like um, True Detective, but in space. Um Things like that. And uh, Jensen Ackles has voiced Batman several times recently in several animated DC films. He totally deserves to play Batman, finally. And he's not alone in the DC universe, which um, I don't know how long this is going to last, considering James Gunn is canceling the old guard of DC slated projects. Um, Superman and Lois and Harley Quinn, the animated series, still haven't had anything said about them. But Gotham Knights is supposed to be starting soon on the CW. Um, and it's about a uh, recently announced death of the Batman and revealed that he is Bruce Wayne. And his adopted son teams up with the children of his greatest enemies to put a stop to the crime in Gotham and, and take up the, the mantle. And this includes like uh, Stephanie Brown as Spoiler, which is a pretty well-known character, and, uh, and Harper Rowe, as well as... Um, one of the main characters of the show, of the show is a recently uh, reformed Harvey Dent, played by Misha Collins. It's so exciting. He's been posting on Instagram about it. Yeah, but the problem is the fact that most of the old stuff of DC has been canceled by D- James Gunn because he's trying to unify the universe. We don't know mm-hmm. anything of how long this is going to last. This could be just a one-and-done season because of the uh, James Gunn needing to like restructure how things have been going at DC. And this just being an unfortunate victim of just, you know, circumstances coming in too late. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's Misha Collins' new project. He's going to play Harvey Dent, um, former Two-Face villain. And he's going to have a daughter named Duella Dent, who is going to be teaming up with Batman's adopted son, who I don't know who he is. I don't think it's Dick Grayson or anything like that. I don't think it's definitely not. I think it's Damian Wayne. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the show, but... CW shows have not always been consistently great with their writing. Very true. So this episode, we talk about cherubs and cupids, and Mel has the plot synopsis. <clears throat> uh, 
This is Season 5, Episode 14, My Bloody Valentine, original air date, February 11th, 2010. Castiel helps Dean and Sam hunt down Cupid after people start killing each other for love on Valentine's Day. Oh my. Let's meddling. So this is one year after... This is one year after the release of My Bloody Valentine 3D, which came out in January of 20, uh, 2009, um, one month prior to the Friday the 13th remake, which also starred uh, Jared Padalecki. Both of those movies are gold. <laughs> Debatable, as they've never made a Friday the 13th movie after that. <laughs> I loved it, though. Um... I didn't hate it, but I see why people were upset about it. But uh, I saw it opening day. It was a packed theater. People were waiting for that movie to come out. It came out, by the way, Friday the 13th came out on Friday the 13th in February, the day before Valentine's Day. <laughs> Wild. So tomorrow would be the uh, anniversary of the release of that movie. As the day we're recording this, is the 12th, and I'm going to try, try to have this posted by Tuesday. So, in the Supernatural Season 5 um, guidebook, closer look at cherubs, or cupids, um, Dean says, cherub? Castiel says, yeah, they're all over the world, dozens of them. You mean the little flying fat kid in diapers? Castiel says, says they're not inconstant. <laughs> <laughs> in Roman mythology, Cupid is a god of love. Often he is most specifically linked with a sexual love, and sometimes he's referred to as the god of beauty. Cupid is also known as a Latin name, Amor, and evidence points to the likelihood that Eros of Greek mythology is the same deity. Um, Dean Winchester feared he was dealing with a rogue Cupid who was poking people with poison arrows. Fortunately, he was mistaken. Roman mythology does warn that alongside the golden-headed arrows that Cupid uses to inspire love, he also keeps lead-headed arrows which inspire hatred. In case there is some truth to the lure... It's possibly best to avoid Cupids altogether, especially if you, if they want to give you a hug. And this Cupid loves to hug. So they could have gone so many different directions. I did a deep dive on Cupid, and I barely scratched the surface with all these different factoids and, you know, the different lore, um, primarily Greek. Um, there is some some other mythologies, but... Primarily, everything comes from Greece from for this uh, lore. Um, Cupid was the son of Mercury, according to one lore, and Venus, um, or Aphrodite, uh-huh. the goddess of love. Other sources say he's the son of Mars and Venus. Very interesting. And other sources say he's the child of Eris and Aphrodite. So in my deep dive, I found that Eros, or uh, Cupid... Um, has a twin brother named Anteros, meaning love returned or counter love. He is the punisher of those who scorn love and the advances of others, or the avenger of unrequited love. And some lore suggests that Cupid and Eros or Anteros um, are enemies. And uh, who's Antros? Interesting stuff. Antros is Cupid's evil twin brother. Never heard of the guy before. Whenever I've heard, wild, right? There is not a ton of information on the internet 
but if you type in Antros, you can find a little bit of stuff. That's weird that um, he's never been put into anything that I can remember seeing a Cupid in, but I don't really remember watching a lot of stuff with Cupid being used as a plot device like this, so. Right. Uh, did you know that Cupid was married? No. Okay, this this gets a little bit interesting. So Psyche, uh, Psyche, Psyche, um, she was in Mount Olympus, um, you know, on Earth as a human, and she was so beautiful that everybody praised her, and you know, people said, "Oh, you're more beautiful than Aphrodite." Well, Aphrodite doesn't like all of that, so Aphrodite or Venus sends her son Cupid to there's um two different pieces of myth depending on which website you use one says um she sends cupid to kill her others say that uh, she orders her son cupid to make her fall in love with an unworthy man so cupid goes down and he's you know following orders but he ends up following falling in love with her and yada yada they get together but he is so beautiful. He doesn't want her to be vain and only fall in love with him because of his beauty. So he comes to her in the dark. He, you know, she cannot look upon him. And they're, you know, having flings and all that. And then her sisters, Sykes, Sykes sisters go to her and they're like, oh, what if he's actually a monster? So... They convince her to go get a glimpse of him, and she's got hot oil and a knife, and she's going to, like, peek on him and potentially kill him, you know, thinking that, you know, they got in her head, thinking that he's a monster or something. She steals a glance at him, and he's so beautiful, but Cupid knows. He sees her look on him, and um, he he runs and flees, but he gets blinded by the hot oil in the scuffle. That's why he's sometimes depicted as blind. Like, I didn't, you know, Cupid was depicted as blind sometimes. He is. Um, So there's two different reasons why he's depicted as blind. One reason is, according to Shakespeare, the reason Cupid is um you know depicted as blind is because it has to do with like blind love um but pretty much all of the myth and lores say that it was the accident where psych blinded him with the hot oil huh um why does he wear the diaper <laughs> you know i couldn't specifically find anything on that but I did find out why he looks like a baby. He's depicted as a baby because essentially they morphed him into a baby when in 323 BCE to 31 BCE because babies are what happens when people fall, fall in love. Now, there's more than one um, thing in this episode, and maybe we'll do an entire episode about these four guys um, there's famine as well, and we're not going to get too much into famine, but we will do a deep dive on the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming up. 
um, in another episode, but uh, he was played by uh, James Otis, who unfortunately passed away in 2020. Um, he was on Deep Space Nine, The Prestige, The Black Dahlia, ER, um, Criminal Minds, uh, Law and Order, The X Files. So he's been in stuff. He's definitely he was definitely a TV actor. Um, but uh, yeah, this is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse that they have to get the rings from in order to close up Lucifer's cage. And we've never done the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We haven't yet. No, so we will definitely do the four horsemen of the apocalypse probably coming up after our after this episode. We have another episode that was postponed uh, just due to scheduling, uh, getting it up about wraiths. So we will do the four horsemen of the apocalypse and do a deep dive on those. But the actor who plays Cupid is Lex Medlin, and I have seen him in stuff before. Um, recently, he was on CSI Vegas for 14 episodes, uh, which I've never watched, but that's his most recent credit going through to through to this year. Um, Over the Hill, The Golden Boy, Grey's Anatomy, um, Never Have I Ever, which is a really fun show on Netflix, um, Criminal Minds, Jane the Virgin, The Mentalist, The Mob Doctor, uh, CSI Crime Scene Investigations, uh, Ment- uh, Mental, The Middle, uh, Career Going to 1993 when he was uh, on uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Silk Stockings. Wow. But he's also, by the way, been on Charm, The Tall Guy, and uh, Titus, Married to the Kellys, Rocky Baby. Uh, these are all TV shows. So he has had a long career in television doing single episodes, with the exception of a few um, things where he actually got on a series regular, like Drop Dead Diva. He was on for 43 episodes, which is about, by the way, a, uh, um, a, uh, I think Drop Dead Diva was about a, a, a lawyer who dies, and she's kind of a piece of shit, and then a model... Um, sorry, the model takes over her body in a spirit way. A vapid, inspiring model killed mm-hmm. in a car crash gets brought back to life as an intelligent, overweight lawyer hoping to find the meaning of inner beauty. So she's a she's a vapid piece of shit model that's now living in the body of a bigger woman. Was that made in the nineties? It was no, it was in the mid early two thousands. My ex wife watched the show. Really? I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Ran for five seasons. It sounds very very nineties. Yeah, I ran for five seasons. Wow. Yeah. So he was on every episode People of that. Show. Like, like for forty over forty episodes of that show. Wow. Yeah. So he got to be a, a series regular on it. So, but um, this is really the only thing I've ever seen him in that I can remember. So I'm not. Um, it, it's uh, it's good that he's continuously acting. Yeah, he's definitely memorable. Memorable in this. Um, the worst part of this whole episode is the couple that eats each other to death. Oh my God. It's so intense. I remember the first time watching this being unable to look away. Like how far is this going to go? Um, <laughs> the corner or not the corner, but one of the police officer tell Dean, like they were still chewing. <laughs> oh my God. The opening of my bloody Valentine with the couple eating each other will likely go as the record as the grossest moment ever on supernatural. It's the concept oh, so of these two good. otherwise normal humans literally eating each other to death, along with the sound effects that really struck a chord with people, observes creator Eric Kripke, who was still showrunner at the time. This That was one that we always clapped our hands gleefully, knowing that it was really going to be gross. But I'm not sure we knew it was going to be as gross as it turned out. My wife got nauseous, he said. Oh my god, it was so good. 
credit for making us believe the characters were perfectly normal people right down to the last bite also goes to the actors ali Storton and andrew uh, halliwell um they were really well shot and the actors were astounding uh the intensity between the performers was neat to witness not that they were truly foolish Lindala, since he was the one who supplied them with the flesh they were eating. At first, we experimented with bread and raspberry jam. Bread's got that flop to it once it's wet. The texture is good. The bread soaks up blood like a sponge and releases the blood as it's chewed, giving us some nice dripping. Thankfully, the actors weren't vegetarians because we also ended up using turkey. It just had to be a little bit more of an organic flop to it. There were a lot of takes, and a lot of it was chew, 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 spit the cup, but some of it was fully devoured because the scene continued on. Still, it wasn't bad. They ingested maybe a sandwich and a half worth each. A little bit of bread and turkey. Hey, we should have used cranberry sauce, probably. Um, the actors were nude, partly nude in the scene for the shower, um, and can imagine it being incredibly uncomfortable too. I'm sorry, but I'm you're, you're nude with, with a uh, you're nude with a beautiful actress. There's no stopping an erection. <laughs> <laughs> I love that factoid. I am going to experiment with bread and raspberries. I've, All right, I've don't tell us. Don't, we don't need to go into much more mouth. description about the kinky stuff you and your husband get into now. <laughs> <laughs> I, honey, I let's leave, honey, let's recreate this scene from Supernatural. Honey, let's recreate this scene from Supernatural. We use bread and jam and turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I have a question. Uh, you film you film nude scenes before, and uh, you film nude scenes with guys. Does it is does an erection immediately happen? No, actually. Um, depending on the set, the higher quality sets, they actually have underwear like where you know it goes in and you know it prepares for an erection where it like straps it against you oh okay good and yeah so uh, that's so, that's good because you gotta watch like stuff like time, it's very comfortable you gotta watch stuff like true blood they're not they're not wearing no underwear <laughs> uh not even a c-string no, it doesn't look like it either that or masters of sex i mean they have shown full ass shots and side glances and they definitely have shown um you know, the male penis, so I'd have to look. I've I've seen wonders worked with just a little bit of, you know, flesh colored latex and a little bit of tape. Um, according to this, different plots to the story of the episode tied in perfectly. Excellent writing and acting from the three. The scene we get to see Jensen's vulnerability and pain, he is such a diverse actor, according to a review about the episode. Um Sam and Dean use the names Cliff and Marley uh, after Jimmy Cliff and Bob Marley. Bob Marley, of course, is a famous singer. And Jimmy Cliff was also a famous musician, too. He was um, on several soundtracks uh, for movies such as Mission Impossible 3, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Fool's Gold for for songs that he's written uh, called Many Rivers to Cross. Get it if you really want it and come into my life. The number of aliases really that are used on this show me. is an episode onto itself. Uh, yeah, this this episode was so good. Um, why do you think the chair likes to hug people? I just imagine he's just like so in love with love that it's just bursting. 
Also, the second worst part of this episode is Castiel eating all of the hamburger and the cook putting his oh hand in the fryer. So the cook putting his hand in the did... fryer. Oh, yeah. Like He said he ate, like, 100 in the low hundreds. Could you imagine eating hundreds of burgers? Blech. Oh, really? That's, uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, Dean asked how many he ate, and he said, I think it's in the low hundreds, something like that. Ugh. Even for an angel. I mean, he's just, like, devouring it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how he got the burgers. Isn't isn't he getting those burgers from the place where um, famine is? I believe so. But, you know, I would just love to hear Misha's, like, take on, like, eating it all. Yeah. I don't know if he's a vegetarian or not. So have we covered the origins of Valentine's Day in the past? No. So um the Roman ritual Lupercalia welcomed spring, which ended up turning into a card giving holiday. Um the Catholic Church recognizes at least three saints named Valentine Val- or Valentinus. Imagine being named Valentinus. Tinus. Basically, it was a fertility festival that was stolen by the Christians. Of course it was. Just like um, a lot of stuff with Christmas was observed uh, by the Christians. I mean, the tree, the wreath, that's all pagan stuff. Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunius, the Roman god of agriculture as well as the roman founders romulus and remus to begin the festival members of the luperci an order of roman priests would gather in a sacred cave where the infants of romulus and remus the founders of rome were believed to have been cared for by the she-wolf the priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for protection they would then strip the goat into hides and bloody, bloody, bloody stuff. Um, later in the day, all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn. The bachelors would come choose a name, and um, it was basically a swingers party, but for singles, like a key party. Oh, why don't you explain to people mm-hmm. what a key party is? Uh. I've never attended one of these. I'll start off with that. If you watch uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch, you see all the little who's put their little keys in the jar. You know, as a kid, you're like, oh, they're not drunk driving. Good on them. No, no. Um, later on in the evening, the ladies pick. Well, usually it's ladies, I think. From what I have heard, you know, word on the street is. Um, but in... Lupercalia, the men pick the names in key parties. The women pick a a random key out of the jar, and then that's who they go home with for the night. I don't. From what I understand, I wonder if people still do this. I have never been invited. I have to no one. idea. I've probably been invited. Um, I actually used to think that people put their pineapples in the cart upside down to keep it from getting bruised or something. People would look at me kind of funny. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too naive for this world. <laughs> I uh, It's not something I'm all that interested in, I think, in attending. Um, 
I just, uh, you know, unless, unless this is like the group of people I have a constant orgy with, I just don't know if it's something I want to do. I don't know. It's, uh, I've, I've literally been watching some friends of mine plan an orgy on straight on Facebook this week. And I'm like, good on you guys. Have fun. I have no interest in knowing anything further. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a square. <laughs> um, I mean, it definitely takes some, uh, a lot of trust, but the fact that you have friends, um, that want to, uh, do that, that, that's pretty funny. Um, that's all the notes I have here on Valentine's Day. I'm not doing anything for Valentine's Day as I don't believe in Valentine's Day. Um, I just think it's an overly forced commercial holiday. Um, I, I can understand people will say the same thing about Christmas, but I think Christmas has other meanings and, and joy to it for people. But uh, Valentine's Day, I think, is just ridiculous. I'm going to get naked and wear the head of a goat. Um, why, isn't, why wasn't that in this episode? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I guess my son's my Valentine this year, and that's totally fine with me. We we didn't break up. He's just deployed. All good. Yeah, of course. But if you want to um, wear your head of your goat... And post it in the group, but put some clothes on because of his Facebook. <laughs> um, that would be totally fine. Maybe put on, you know, wear a, a toga because <laughs> it is Greek <laughs> or Roman. Fair um, enough. You know, whatever, whatever the whatever the the dress of coat is for the the time the region of Valentine's Day um, comes from. Uh, wear the appropriate clothing with your with your uh, goat head. Yeah. Uh, Mel, where can people find you? Uh, uh, pretty much every social media at Mel Heflin. Sounds good. And you can also find me at Radio Horror on Facebook um, at Christy SAV. And don't forget, you can also find us on uh, the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group. And you can send us an email at RadioHorror at gmail.com. I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day if you wish to celebrate it. Uh, And we'll be back with another exciting episode covering Wraith, something I was supposed to be up in January, here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on this uh, podcast, as well as making sure you uh, leave a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, and let us know that you left us a a, uh, rating as well as a comment, and make sure it's five stars, and be nice about it. Thank you, everyone, and have a happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of all hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the wind go You also can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature It's the creature